0: It's time to shake up that paradigm. Welcome to Infinite Banking Radio.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of Infinite Banking Radio. I know this isn't the voice you're used to hearing, but Patrick is out of the office and out conquering some corner of the world. So this is uh, Brad Gibbs sitting in place for him, and we've got Noah Kelsch today.
0: Hey, how are we doing, Brad?
1: Good. Noah, nice. Good to have you here. Are you excited? Yeah. Yep, I am. Well, we are going to discuss the ever-exciting topic of life insurance dividends. And this is definitely something that's on the mind of, of anybody researching infinite banking or looking into life insurance in general. This is, this is one of the major benefits, and it's, it's something that... I think our our listeners will enjoy getting a little more information on and maybe clearing up some misconceptions they might have had.
0: Sure, sure, yeah. There's, uh, I get a lot of questions about about the dividends and and uh, yeah, just I wanted to clear some things up uh, over the podcast.
1: Okay, well, you're the man for it. So let let's just jump right in. Uh, let let's just start very basic. What are what are dividends?
0: So so dividends basically are are a disbursement of the company's profits. Um, the insurance company the insurance company obviously has expenses and things like that every year. And, and, uh, once all that's tallied, um, profitability, uh, profitability goes back to the policyholders.
1: So it, it would work really essentially the same way a dividend works with a share of stock that you would buy. It's, it's the leftover money that the, that the company isn't going to use and they're able to disperse out to their owners. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So we, we can think about it in the same way. So what in terms of an insurance company what kinds of factors would go into determining their profitability
0: so so some of the some of the considerations the uh, the insurance companies have are are one uh, mortality costs or or what what are they going to pay out in death benefits in that year uh the other one simply put is uh, is what is the cost of doing business for that for that company
1: so personnel employees Rents, sure. you know, just all the operating expenses of sure. the company, right? Yeah, yep, okay. absolutely. A- anything else?
0: Uh, so, you know, I mean, they, they've obviously got uh, they've obviously got buildings and, and different things like that that they've got to they got to take into consideration and and the uh, the actuarial the actuarial behind behind insurance insurance policies.
1: Yeah, so so the first one you mentioned there was was the the cost of life insurance. That's all pretty well nailed out ahead of time by. Actuaries—that's all. I mean, they know what they're making pretty much going into that. Sure, uh, you know, operating expenses, and then the last part that, that's going to go into this is as the insurance company receives all of our premiums, and they're waiting for a long time—hopefully a long time—before they pay out our death benefit. What do they do with the money that they're holding? So they—they
0: they obviously reinvest that, and then, um, they've got to—they've got to be profitable uh, as a, as a company. So they reinvest that in in. Uh in t-bills and 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 then and um you know and they do a lot of loans for real estate properties and and things like that as well
1: yeah and there's lots of locations you can go and find out what every company is holding and where they invest but the the point that that's going to be important there i think that that you make your clients aware of is the income from an insurance company is going to come from two forms one it's all the premiums that they're collecting Sure. So if they collect premiums, pay out death benefits, the difference is, is profit, which would work its way down to you. But they're also holding a lot of assets that they're investing and generating returns on, which would also be income that would work its way down into a dividend. Sure, yeah. sure,
0: absolutely. Uh, yeah, the insurance company sells a lot of different products, uh, variable products, term products, uh, annuities, and different things like that. Uh, only, only a specific type of, of policy uh, receives dividends. It's, it's called a participating whole life policy.
1: Okay, hold on right there. So not all life insurance policies are going to receive a dividend.
0: That's correct. That's okay. correct.
1: So, so what, what, what ones do and what ones don't?
0: So, well, you've got, you know, obviously the insurance companies like to sell term and, and whole life, uh, universal products, uh, and, and even index policies and variable products as well, variable universal products. Um, and then, like I said, uh, annuities. Only, only participating whole
1: life products um, receive, receive dividends. dividends. Okay. Important, important thing to note there. So from there, if I'm looking to maybe choose or elect the company that I'm going to do business with, uh, dividends is going to be important factor in that. What other factors should I take into consideration that's going to affect my dividend? So,
0: so there's a couple of different, uh, types of insurance companies
1: as well. You have, you have, uh,
0: stock companies and mutual companies stock companies uh, are exactly what they sound like they're they're either they're either held by a few stockholders uh, or they can be traded on the on the on the stock exchange um, they're they're going to be uh, their excuse me their focus is going to be specifically on profitability and and uh, not so much longevity where where a mutual insurance company is owned specifically by those participating whole life insurance policyholders. And so they're, they're typically uh, far more conservative in their investing practices.
1: Okay, let, let's pull this apart because there's a lot that you just covered in that sentence there. Yeah. So, so let, let's go through this. So you said that there's some that are owned by stockholders and, and the mutual companies are owned by the policy owners. That's correct. But if I own a policy in a stock company, do I still get a dividend or could I still get a dividend?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so there are participating uh, policies with stock companies um however however because um because our focus is is to appease the uh the specific stockholders uh, you come as a as kind of a um second priority if you will
1: okay so l- let's clarify that i mean it 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 should be obvious to most people that the more hands we put uh, you know in the pot the less everybody's going to get so if we're cutting in a share of stockholders and profit were equal, let's say, between two firms, a mutual company, there's going to be more to split amongst policy owners than there would be amongst policy owners in a stock company, right?
0: Absolutely. So yeah. that's
1: kind of a very basic way to look at it. But then what you're getting into is as far as where the pressures are coming on these companies, okay? Uh, and, and that comes down to how they're, how they're owned. You as, or us as, as policy owners, how long do we want that insurance company to be around?
0: Uh, we want it to be around longer than we are.
1: Yeah, because they're going to be paying this out for, the, for our entire life, and then hopefully that... Not hopefully that death benefit needs to be paid. Sure, but now if you own a share of stock in a company and you're expecting to have maybe some dividends come off of that as well as an appreciation in the in the price of that stock, mm-hmm. how what is is the the longevity of of that ownership relationship and how long are they going to want to be holding that and and tracking that?
0: Well, my big concern there is is uh, you know what what dividends can I make and how fast can I make them. Uh, in a short amount of time. Typically typically 1 to 5 years is is, is how long a stock is h- held.
1: Yeah, they're not going to hold that f- for as long as you're going to hold an insurance pol- policy certainly. So their focus is different. So because these stock companies have to appease the shorter-term demands of their stockholders, uh it it could push them in you know maybe uh, yeah. more risky investments sure. or
0: more speculative investments absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely.
1: case in point companies like AIG, AIG, right? Yep, yeah. yep. Their life insurance business, funny enough, was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of the other businesses and areas they got themselves into with this intent of trying to kind of, you know, keep up with the market frenzy, if you will. Sure. sure okay. Absolutely. Okay. So those are all really good uh, distinctions there. Let's go on to to the next thing that, um, receiving dividends. Okay. On, a, on a share of stock, there are uh, some options as what you can do. You can take them in cash. And mm-hmm. sometimes there's an option to you know, reinvest them and almost take them in the form of shares, kind sure. of if you will, through uh, DRIP programs or Dividend Reinvestment reinvest- Program. What's available to, to somebody receiving a dividend in a life insurance policy?
0: So you, got, you, got a, you really have a few different options there, Brad. You, got, uh, you, know, you, can, you can take it. Um, actually, you can receive the dividend in, in the form of a check. You can um, have it reinvested um, in, into the insurance policy and into what's called paid up additions. Um, or you can have this the
1: same PUA that we're paying as part of our premium.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 you know, every dollar going into this purchases life insurance one way or the other. So, so yeah, the dividend can be reinvested, uh, into additional paid up additions. Yes, absolutely.
1: So what did we cover there? We covered be reinvested. It can be paid in cash. Or it can be used to pay down our premiums. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. It can be used to pay down our premiums as well, if you'd like.
1: Okay. So the question that logically would stem from that is: Well, as I'm receiving this dividend, do I have to cut Uncle Sam in? Is the IRS going to come knocking on my door? Is something going to be reported there? What? How, how does this affect my tax return?
0: So that really that really depends on how you take it. Um, if it's if it's reinvested in, into into the excuse me back into the policy as a paid up addition. Uh, there is no tax consequence there. Um, if you were to take it, if you were to take it as a as a draw or or have the insurance company pay you directly, um, you can you can take a distribution of that up to your cost basis or the amount that you have paid into that policy personally.
1: Okay, so we've got lots of different tax benefits associated with. It. We have the ability to reinvest, mm-hmm. which doesn't create a taxable event, whether it's through paid up additions or paying your policy values right. or paying your premium if we do elect at some point to start taking them in cash, which would be a great source of retirement income, for sure. example, then at that point, we've got to be keeping track of how much we've put in. And once we've received back everything that we've put in, mm-hmm. then we have some potential for tax. Sure, sure.
0: You, you do if you continue to take it uh, strictly as a draw. Uh, however, if you if, if you have the, uh, the dividend reinvested at that point in time and just take loans from the policy, you can still use the cash values throughout your lifetime, tax-free.
1: Okay. So, in a nutshell, no matter what form I take my dividend in, there is always a way to structure this to where there's no tax consequence. That is correct. Okay. So, understanding that is is key. That that's great.
0: Yeah. And so the the other thing too, the IR, the reason the reason you can take that as a cash draw up to the up, excuse me up to the amount that you've paid into it is because of how the IRS views it. The IRS views a dividend as a return of premium, not not as a not as a um, not as an investment.
1: Okay, not not as a, as an actual investment return. It, they're just right. giving you back the money that you gave them. So yeah. it's a return of your basis. Yeah, Which exactly. is why once we've exceeded that basis, it's logical to say, okay, now that now that's a return, right? Sure. You, you've gotten back more than you've put in. Yeah. You're 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 getting into your growth at that time. Okay. So so this is completely as long as we manage this properly. This is completely off book as far as. Uh, reporting anything on our tax returns. And yeah, depending, on, depending on your situation, that obviously adds, adds huge advantages, yeah. um, especially you know, between the tax deferral and, and the tax-free utilization. This can be a very pow- powerful thing from a tax standpoint. Yep. Okay, last thing to, to wrap up here, and then, and then we're going to need to end. Um, in the market, we know that there's ups and downs and uh, nothing is guaranteed. Right. What about a life insurance policy?
0: Okay, great, great point. So um, dividends are never guaranteed, um, although they, uh, you know, most of the mutual insurance companies have been around for well over 100 years. Um, uh, you know, they, they, they okay, can well, never guarantee Okay, well, let me
1: stop you there. Uh, GM has been around for 100 years. Sure. Were they profitable all of those 100 years? Mm, probably not. Well, no. I remember in what wasn't it 2008 or so? We all wrote a check to them, right? <laughs> right. So they've been anything but profitable, <laughs> yeah. even though they've been around. What makes a life insurance company different? That maybe a, a, a mutual insurance company that's been around for 100 years. What makes them different? So again, again, it's going to be their it's going to be their
0: mode of investing, their um, their their aptitude for investing in speculative markets. Uh, they they just they just they just don't do it.
1: Yeah. Well, and if they've been around for 100 years these companies have not only been around, they've paid a dividend every single year. Absolutely. The companies we work with have never missed a year. So in more than a hundred years, yep. they've paid it every single time. Yep, Very Absolutely. important, okay? So it's not, but it's not guaranteed. It's gonna go up and it's gonna go down. Correct. What if the market corrects and goes backwards? If, and let, you know, let's say I've, I've accumulated dividends and I've chosen to reinvest them, could they ever be at risk if I chose to reinvest them as opposed to take them in cash?
0: Uh, well, not typically no not typically they they're because because the whatever dividends are uh, accumulated and added to your added to your cost basis that is your new cost basis you can never you can never lose from from
1: the amount of money that you have in there okay so the the volatility i think it's it's important to point out the volatility is in how much dividend you're going to receive there That's can right. never be a negative dividend no I mean, that, no that doesn't once make sense.
0: once the dividends added to your cash value that is your new, your new basis
1: okay so the, so there 's no real risk in reinvesting that the same way there might be in reinvesting in stock because then you could reinvest it could fall and then yep. you 're out what you put in where in this case as then this is why most of our clients while we 're accumulating the policy, we are reinvesting those, building that cash because we maintain that once it's cash value, cash value is cash value is cash value. And it yep. has all of the guarantees, all of the asset protection, all the benefits that go along with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's typically how we structure them here. And then, and then uh, in, in later years in retirement, then, then you know, we, we might take distributions as, as cash later on. But typically speaking, they are just rolled in and, and purchase more paid up additions.
1: Okay. Boy, I I think we've
0: covered most of the bases. How about you? Any, yeah. Anything else? No, I think that's uh, I think that's good. Okay, that's, that answers a lot of the main questions that come through.
1: Okay, thanks for taking time, Noah. Thanks for downloading Thank this you, this podcast and, and listening. And hopefully, this answered uh, maybe some lingering questions you might have had regarding dividends. And uh, hope you've enjoyed the episode. And we look forward to talking to you, or uh, you downloading the podcast next time.
0: Yeah.